This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, we get a look at just how the Treasury Department will go about distributing that stimulus money. The Homeland Security Department is taking extra steps to make sure its facilities are safe. And the Pentagon looks to get in line with new CDC guidelines to protect from coronavirus. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The IRS tackles new ground, getting stimulus payments out the door while keeping the tax filing season running through July 15th. A former IRS official told Federal News Network about 70 to 80 percent of the coronavirus stimulus payments should be easy to process for taxpayers with direct deposit information on file. About five million paper checks will need to be sent out to the others. IRS and Treasury officials told the House Ways and Means Committee in a memo they expect to send 60 million payments payments by mid-April. By early May, the IRS will send out about 5 million paper checks per week. Agency officials estimate it could take up to 20 weeks to send all the checks. The sudden surge of federal employees teleworking is forcing DHS to make some cybersecurity changes. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, will release a telework-focused temporary Trusted Internet Connections 3.0 directive early this week. Federal News Network has learned that CISA wants to help relieve the latency of connecting back to agency networks through virtual private networks and to government cloud services, such as Office 365. The goal, according to multiple sources, is to give agencies more flexibility to keep employees connected to data and applications, but not lose any security rigor. Sources say the interim guidance is good for only the rest of the calendar year 2020. I'm Jason Miller. The Homeland Security Department is adding extra layers of protections to its facilities. It is now only letting those employees and contractors into the building that have been given authorized access during the COVID-19 restricted access time frame. DHS also may perform a health screen on any employee, contractor, and visitor prior to entry. In a memo to contractors, DHS Chief Procurement Officer Soraya Correa says any contractor and subcontractor employees who are denied access to DHS facilities or workspaces should notify their employer and DHS contracting officers. The Pentagon is embracing the CDC's new recommendations on cloth face coverings. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Defense Secretary Mark Esper is directing that anyone on DOD property wear a cloth mask if they can't consistently keep a six-foot social distance from other people. The rules apply to service members, civilians, contractors, and military family members, except when they're in their own homes. Esper says the military services will update their uniform regulations to account for masks, but until then, troops are being asked to make their own from household items like T-shirts. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Sailors, dependents, retirees, and Navy civilians will have to jump through a few more hoops to get their CAC cards for the next two months. The Navy is putting a halt to walk-in appointments for expiring and lost CAC cards. The service says it's implementing the measures in response to COVID-19. Those who want to get the new CAC card must now make an appointment online first. Before entering the office, card renewers will also need to answer a series of health-related questions. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says he's standing behind the Navy's decision to remove the commander of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, at least for now. Esper says there are reviews underway about whether acting Navy Secretary Tom Modley made the right call when he relieved Captain Brett Crozier and that the results of those reviews are likely to end up on his desk. 
The Maritime Administration is about to make an important contract award. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. MARAD Administrator Mark Busby says a decision will likely take place this week on who will build the first of five new generation national security multi-mission vessels. They'll replace the aging training vessels now used by the Maritime Academies. They'll be able to accommodate 600 cadets. The first one will go to the State University of New York. The ships will also be available for humanitarian missions. I'm Tom Temin. And Brigadier General Robert Cooley is selected as the next Chief of Staff for the Army Reserve Headquarters. Cooley currently serves as the commander of the 353rd Civil Affairs Command in New York. In the new position, he will support more than 200,000 soldiers and civilian employees. He takes over for Major General Marion Garcia, who is retiring after 32 years of service. Congress is concerned about health and unemployment insurance for Peace Corps volunteers. The Peace Corps recalled 6,000 volunteers from overseas posts due to coronavirus concerns, but it's unclear if they'll qualify for unemployment insurance, and they'll only have about two months of health insurance coverage when they return to the U.S. Lawmakers say the Peace Corps should give the volunteers the option to temporarily work for FEMA to help out with coronavirus response, and they're pushing for more clarity from the Labor Department on unemployment coverage for the volunteers. Agencies can ask to waive the usual payment limits on recruitment, retention, and relocation bonuses to help hire or keep critical talent for coronavirus response. The Office of Personnel Management is out with new guidance. To, mm. The Office of Personnel Management is out with new guidance on how to ask for those waivers. Agencies can approve 3Rs incentives up to a certain threshold without OPM approval, but payments larger than the usual 10 or 25% limit usually need a waiver. OPM says new templates will help agencies more quickly ask for OPM approval on 3R incentives that exceed the typical cap. The government's main security clearance provider is still processing background investigations. More now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency says security clearances are still moving during the coronavirus pandemic. Most of DCSA is teleworking, and investigators and adjudicators are working remotely. But DCSA says it's using the secure video conferencing capabilities it initially set up to help alleviate the backlog to conduct interviews during the pandemic. The agency is also moving forward with adjudications, even without the usual fingerprint checks. I'm Nicola Grisco. And the $2 trillion emergency spending bill gives the Postal Service a $10 billion line of credit. Now House and Senate Democrats call on the Treasury Department to give USPS that money as quickly as possible. A letter from lawmakers reminds Treasury that USPS has the final say on its business decisions. That includes hiring a new postmaster general. Congressman Jerry Connolly, one of the members who wrote the letter, told Federal News Network that Treasury and USPS proposed easing borrowing limits before the coronavirus pandemic. But in return, he says Treasury sought greater over oversight of the Postal Service. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus at our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White. (music) 